power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst. I thank you for the wind that's blowing through this sanctuary right now. Thank you for the fire and the anointing of God on our lives. You are a holy, pure God, and you are awesome in our midst this morning. And I praise you and I thank you. Praise you, Jesus. I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, and body. And I thank you those things that I teach. It's not me, God, but you this morning. says in as you begin to pray out the mysteries of Christ in other tongues what happens you open up the channel now you can experience direct communication with God something the Old Testament saints longed for but couldn't experience Jesus said concerning John the Baptist that there has never been born of a woman a greater prophet than John Matthew 11 11 I read that years ago and thought how can he how can that be what about Elijah John the Baptist didn't have the miracles in his ministry that Elijah had I thought Elijah was quite a great prophet think about what he accomplished in his ministry Raising the dead, stopping the armies with fire from heaven, flying off in a chariot. Those are some great exploits. But Jesus said that John the Baptist was greater. Why? John didn't perform miracles. All he did was eat locust and wild honey and tell people to repent. So why would Jesus say that about John the Baptist? Because of all the prophets under the Old Covenant, this man had more knowledge of Christ than any of them. God chose to be the forerunner who would preach about the coming Messiah. I want you to remember when Mary came to her cousin's house, how the baby inside of her, she felt and knew that Mary was carrying the Son of God because of the, the powerful anointing upon the baby inside of her and the baby inside of her so full of the Holy Ghost. Praise you, Father. He doesn't say that. This is what I'm saying. Then Jesus made an even greater remarkable statement. He said that the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Imagine, we are greater than the greatest prophet under the Old Covenant. Why is that? 
because the prophets of old were, were not born again. They hadn't received the new nature or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have unlimited access to God, but as a tongue-talking prayer believer, you do. They did not have unlimited access to God. Unlimited access. But it's our choice. This comes again, as we know everything in the Bible, is a choice. You can either do it and be blessed or not. And so we have that unlimited access to God. Hallelujah. When we are born again and receive the we re, when we are born again and receive the nature of God, the most important thing we received was the capacity to understand spiritual things. That's why heaven sent us the teacher of all teachers to come and make sure we attain the discernment, wisdom, and understanding of everything God is. I have the teacher living inside of me, and my channel is open. Now he is going to teach me how to go all the way in to attain the highest God has for me. He has bypassed all the trash in the soul and the flesh and the deposit and has deposited sorry it's doggy here. His power plant my spirit man. Now he says I want to teach you I want to teach this man his authority. He keeps praying in tongues, so he must want me to teach him about it. What did Jesus say? You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. He said, go wait for the Holy Spirit. And what happened? They were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues that day. Now, Paul was not in the upper room. But he had the experience of speaking in other tongues as every Christian has the opportunity to have that experience. And he said, I pray in tongues more than you all. So he had that access that bypasses all the trash in the soul and the flesh and has deposited himself power plant in Paul's spirit man. So I'm going to bring a new fresh nature forward with all the authority that has been, boy, when we dog here this, we dog, 
when, that has been given him and anything in, in the flesh or soul realm that gets in the way is going to end up looking like it's the undertow of the Titanic. Having located the channel through which God speaks to us, let us discuss the four basic ways the Holy Spirit uses that channel to communicate. Hallelujah. My sermon just went out the door, I think. We'll see. First, get this and get it well this morning because you're going to need it. Praise you, Jesus. He communicates by the inner witness. The Bible says that the kingdom of God, which is within us, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Of course, we know righteousness is right standing with God. So it says, he communicates by inner witness. The Bible says the kingdom of God, which is within us, in Romans 14, 17. Okay. Let's turn there a minute. You didn't do this part, did you? That's where you stopped, I'm correct. I didn't hear it, and I have a whole other sermon here, but this is where God wants us to go. I'm not going to use his notes, the Holy Spirit. I will to a part. The Holy Spirit's going to give me what we need. Romans 14, 17. Thank you, Father. It was a very good sermon this morning, but you'll get it. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. After all that, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead is, it is righteousness, that state which makes a person acceptable to God. Righteousness, that state that makes a person acceptable to God. and heart peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 18 says, He who serves Christ in this way is acceptable and pleasing to God and is approved by men. So this is, this is the way that we are to live. Because he said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Why so many people get so upset about joy in the Holy Ghost is amazing to me. It, it, really, it, it really is. It's just amazing to me. The Holy Spirit who dwells inside of us is a continual source of absolute peace. 
We're talking about praying in tongues here. You look at Paul's life. I've just spent over two years studying his life because he went through a lot, a lot that we have never experienced. He was beaten and whipped and thrown in prison and, and kept held captive to say in man's terminology, but actually he was a held captive by the Holy Ghost. He chose to allow the Holy Spirit to lead him and to do what the Holy Spirit had for him rather than what he had for himself. If you remember the time when the prophets came and, and wrapped, I believe it was a girdle around him and said, don't go there. And he said, and they said, what would happen? And he said, I have to go. I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. I have to go because this is the course that the Lord has for me to travel on. If you remember Jesus, when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, immediately went out into the wilderness and was tempted of the enemy for 40 days. So, so many times God wants us to go a certain way and we do not want to go through that path that he has opened up for us to go through. It's, it's too hard. So I've heard so many people say, it's too hard. Well, what Jesus did on the cross was too hard for any of us to even imagine. He's just saying, please follow my course for your life. I will get you through to the other side safe and sound. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. If you will go my way and keep your, your head straight and keep your focus straight on what I've asked you to do, if anything comes your way, I will always make a way of escape. That's what he says. But if you do it your way, and I, I, you know, we've all done it our way, and we've all ended up right back in the stinking spot where we started off in. I'll probably teach most of this sermon with my eyes closed because I have to listen to what the Spirit of God is telling me to say to each one of us. So, like he said, he found this channel to God, and he's not channeling, it's through the Holy Ghost, where you hear what the Spirit of God would say to you. And even if you, if you are preaching or whatever, whatever He wants you to speak and not what you desire to speak, not what your plans are, but His plans are. And that's what He's trying to teach us in this time because of the, the signs of the times and the things that we're in and the things that... that the world is about to go through. But God 
knows best. I remember one day when we were in the upper room and I, I believe it was Father's Day, I can't remember, and the Lord said, Father knows best, me, I know what's best for you. Listen to me, be obedient to me, be open in my spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost and be led of me because I know best. Other people do not know what's best to you. And by golly, I'm going to tell you right now, as far as I'm concerned, nobody's laying hands on me unless, number one, they walk in the Word, and number two, I know that their prayer life is right with God, and they are praying in the Holy Ghost, and they are being led of the Spirit. Because you don't know where people's minds go. You don't know what people do. You don't know where, what, what they speak or whatever. So you've got to know in this hour and watch the purity of those that are around you and those that minister to you and those that teach you. Know them and know them well. Because there are deceptive spirits out there today like never before. And how some people have opened themselves up to me. It's, it's just amazing uh, to me. Up to them, to open themselves up to them is amazing to me. It's hard to understand. But the Lord said, if it be possible, even the elect could be deceived. And they're being deceived in this hour. There will only be a remnant. I guarantee you that will teach the word of faith and desire to operate in the true manifestation and the gifts of the Spirit. You'll see people operating in things all right, but it will be of another spirit. And that's why in this day, in this time, in this hour, God wants you to know the difference. And so, he communicates by this inner witness. And it, it says in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, not the peace the world gives, but my peace. There are two different pieces out there. And unless you know and are practicing and operating and praying in tongues and reading the word, there's a false peace that can come and it does not give you that inner peace and that joy unspeakable that is full of glory and it will, hard, it will be harder and harder to operate and walk in righteousness. This is why it's so important in this hour to pray in the Holy Spirit. You, this church is so fed and full of the word you have the word in you, but you are lacking in praying in the Holy Ghost. 
you can't be unbalanced. You have to be balanced in the things of God. Amen? Praise you, Father. The Holy Spirit who dwells inside us is a continual source of absolute peace. The Holy Spirit who dwells inside of you and I is an absolute source, absolute source, continued source of absolute peace. He will continually pour his peace through our being if we will let him. No matter what you're going through. Remember that storm and where did Jesus go? He went to the boat and he fell asleep. He went to the back of the boat and fell asleep. And it was getting fuller and fuller of water. And they were so fearful. They came and woke him up. And he said, why are you waking me up? I said we'd go to the other side. We will go to the other side. If the word is telling you something and you know that God is speaking to you, you have got to learn to pray in the Holy Ghost and you've got to know that voice of God and when it's God speaking and God alone and the only way you can find that out that I have found, I'm talking about me personally, and it goes along with what the Word of God says, is praying in the Holy Ghost. Knowing the Word of God and praying in the Holy Ghost. Many people know the Word of God, but they, they, they are not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through them and lead them and guide them. Praise you, Jesus. And that's, that's the one thing Jesus said. You go and you wait. For I will send the Comforter. And you will be filled with power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power for what? Power for everything. Glory to God. Second... I'll continue first. Therefore, we're still on one. He will continually pour his peace through our being if we let him. Therefore, the inner witness is often manifested as a disruption to the flow of God's peace, alerting us to a wrong turn, a problem, an obstacle, etc. The the inner witness is often manifested as a disruption to the flow of God's peace, alerting us to the wrong turn, a problem, an obstacle, etc. Now in our new car we have the, um, I don't know what it is, the camera or whatever that shows you that you're backing up and I think I shared last week how it did it again this morning. You know, in the mirror, it looks like you've got a lot of room, but it started going beep, 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 You know, the closer you get, the louder it gets. Thank God. Well, that's how the Holy Ghost is. I call it yellow light. I call it green light. 
yellow light and then red light when, when, when I talk to, to new Christians. But God wants me to share that with you today. There is a green light where you feel complete peace. If you're, if you're walking in Romans 14, 17, righteousness, what are those three? Righteousness, peace, and joy. So you're going along, you know everything's all right, and all of a sudden you get this orange light. Hope that's not my backup thing. It starts going beep, 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 you'll know. That is not our car, is it? You have not been in my purse, have you, near my keys? Okay. But you know that in your spirit, all of a sudden, this uneasiness comes. I call that the orange light, and it's an uneasiness. No, it's in, it's in the bag. You better go check it. Just Pastor knows all this, so let him go. Just walk out with my purse, because I, I have to hear this from God. I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter. I don't care if the thing beeps all day. Just It's okay. But what you've got to learn is, praise you, see, when that yellow light starts or comes up or that, that feeling in your spirit, you need to slow it down immediately. I'll be very honest with you. There have been times I've been in the car and I've literally pulled myself over to the side of the road and sat there and waited to hear, what's up, Lord? This, is, this was in the beginning. But if you, if you don't stop at that orange light, then the red light hits. And if you keep pushing through that, then you're out of the will of God. Praise you, Father. Help whoever's car that is. It's not mine, thank God. Second, so therefore the inner witness often manifests as a disruption to the flow of God's peace, alerting us to the wrong turn, a problem, an obstacle, etc. He's always... Thank you, Lord. He's always doing whatever he can to keep us operating in the right direction for his glory. He doesn't want to see one of his children hurt or injured or afflicted or going through anything they, that because of their self-will and continuing on something, that's why anymore, I pray before I go somewhere, I'm talking about out of town, I pray. Number two, the sec second, the Holy Spirit communicates by revelation. The reason God communicates with our spirit is not, and not our physical mind or intellect is that our spiritual mind has the capacity to restore, to receive and store millions of bit of information per second. That kind of reception is in God's class. 
I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit communicates by revelation. The reason God communicates with our spirit and not of our physical mind or intellect is that our spiritual mind has the capacity to receive and store millions of bit of information per second. That kind of reception is in God's class. When the Holy Spirit speaks to us in our native language, he has slowed himself down to ultra slow motion, such as the way a camera is set when filming a plant's growth. That's what, is, what it's like for the Holy Spirit when he has to slow down to speak to us in the language we understand. So the Holy Spirit loves to communicate by revelation. He likes to uncapsulate an entire revelation and send it through the same channel. All of a sudden, the revelation hits your spirit and explodes outward. You receive the entire revelation in a hundredth of a second. For instance, you may be praying in the Holy Ghost, meditating on the Word regarding a pressing problem in your business. All of a sudden, a revelation capsule explodes inside, your, inside and it, you exclaim, I have known that, I've known what to do for the next 10 years and I got it in half a second. That is the way God desires to operate and move in your life. That way, in raising your children, God will tell you way ahead of time how to raise them, what to do for them. Each child is individual, and you will have the power to look them right smack in the face and say no. No matter what you think you're going to do, you're not doing it. Not on my dime. When you turn 18 or whatever, that's up to you. But it's so important in this hour that we teach our children how to operate in these things also. Very important. But I'm going to be honest, if a parent isn't operating in this, how in the world do you think a child is going to? If a parent is not operating in the things of God, in revelation, peace, and joy, how in the world do you think that your wife, if a husband, your wife and your children are going to do this because you are the head and the leader of that home? I'll be honest with you. Many men get upset. I'm the head. No, you're not the head because you're not the leader. Sometimes the woman is the leader. I hate to say this, I mean, I've, I've heard women whose husbands have tried to talk them into, you wouldn't believe some things. And thank God they had the boldness to say, I'm not going to submit to that. Praise you, Jesus. I know this is probably making people real angry, you know, get mad. So the Holy Spirit loves to communicate by revelation. Praise God. So you call 
your business partners together if you have a business and you take 15 days to lay out the plan you received in a half a second by revelation. I'm going to tell you, there were plans and, and things that 30 years ago, God said, it's all changed now because of where we're living. So you've got to re revamp things because right now the way God's moving is like this as fast as he can and we've got to listen and we have got got to be open to the Holy Ghost. We've got to in this hour. I mean, if he says quit your job immediately, are you going to say, well, well, well wait, wait a minute, that is my source. I'm not telling you he's going to tell you that. Or I'll use John as an example. He might be on his way somewhere and God says, don't go that way. Go another way because he wants to get in the quickest way and get it done fast. Amen. Do you want to increase in these types of experiences in your life? Then you're going to have to spend time praying in the spirit. Why wouldn't, you know, I, I sit here and I think, why wouldn't someone want to spend the time praying through the third part of the Trinity, allowing the third part of the Trinity, excuse me, to pray through us the things of God that I absolutely cannot understand that. When we have the opportunity that has been given to us to utilize the Holy Spirit of God and allow Him to have free reign in our lives on this earth. If you're going to sleep, wake up. I don't care if you have to stand up. You're going to need this this week, I guarantee it. Slap yourself a few times. Just pinch yourself. Nobody can see you. You're going to need it, and you're going to need it now, because I'm going to tell you, the enemy will try to get you to operate another way if you're not learning how to operate through the Spirit. People go, well, this is, life is just one big fun time. No, it's not. That is saved and... and reserved for us in eternity. This life, we are sojourners. If you're born again, you are a soldier. You are a soldier in God's army. If you are a soldier in someone's army, then what are you supposed to do? Anybody out there? Be obedient, number one. Do what you're told. And don't ask questions. Third, I'll be honest with you, the reason why I didn't join the service or I wouldn't have joined the service back then because I was too stinking rebellious. I would have been thrown out or in the brig half the time. Third, the Holy Spirit communicates by an, by an audible voice. You may be thinking about something else when suddenly he says something in your spirit that seems audible to you. You hear it as clearly as if someone were standing next to you speaking. 
That is his desire. Do you realize that? That that is his desire is talk to you all the time. And yet some people say they never hear God talking to them. I find that amazing. That's because there's a lack of praying in tongues. That is because there is a lack of praying in tongues and that channel to God. And I am not talking about new age channeling. I'm just going to tell you right now. That is your channel to God. And if it's clogged, he can't get through. He wants to talk to you continually. That doesn't mean you go up to people and say, God said, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's too many nuts out there. They're not hearing from the right voice. And so I'll tell you one thing. Ask them next time if you ever get that. How long do you pray in the Holy Ghost? How, I'd like to know how long, how long do you spend in the Word a day and how long do you pray in the Holy Spirit a day? No, it used to be how long do you spend in the Word, but now you need to ask, how long do you pray in the Holy Ghost? Because if you don't, then you really don't have anything to tell me. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Amen. Can't deny it. So I'll read what he has to say. A lot of people out there, you know, they know the, the Hebrew and they know the Greek and they know whatever, but I want to be praying in tongues. Are you just opening this up and are you just getting, you know, what, what the meaning means and whatever? Or how often and how long do you pray in tongues? You can be thinking about something else when suddenly he says something to you. That's when it's like, whoa, okay. There's your answer. There's my answer. Got it. You know, when people come for counseling, sometimes they think, well, you know, it takes a little long to get through this. Well, how long did it take you to get into it? So when I'm counseling someone, I am totally listening to what the Holy Spirit has to tell me. And many times he has to go way back many, many years, maybe when you were two or three. I think I've shared this with you before, but I'll share this with, with you. The gal that I used to take with me to minister with me, we would pray the day before. Thursday was the day that we had the pastor's office and um, we would pray the day before and we would fast the day before and we would both take notes on what the Holy Spirit would desire for us to do and what, what each person that was coming for counseling needed. And then when we would come together, it was very interesting. We would both have the same thing. 
She lived in one town. I lived in another. We did not talk about it. And I remember one time there was a, a woman that had been, when she was a little tiny baby, I don't remember if it, I don't remember what church it was, but anyway, there was a, um, a priest, it was not the Catholic church, the, I don't know if it was Russian Orthodox, whatever, I don't remember what it was, came in and prayed over her. And at that point, a demonic spirit was opened up to her because of the way of some things that happened and, and the Lord showed us and I don't remember the whole thing. It doesn't really matter and we shared with that and really that was the beginning of the problem that she ended up having. And so she went home and called her mother and she said, was it, when I was at such and such age, did a priest come to our home the mother said, yes. And she said, what was said over me? The mother told her, and it was the exact same thing that both of us got. You can only get that through the Holy Ghost. I don't know how many of you know me very well, but I don't say things, and neither does he, unless... We know, I just don't, I just don't blab stuff out there because, or just to someone unless, and sometimes the Lord has to speak it to me three times at least. Sometimes he does. Or give me three, sometimes I'll say, I need three scriptures on this. Because he says in the midst of two or three witnesses. That's why it's so important in this hour that we live in that we know what the Spirit is saying and we know what the Word of God says and the two join together and become one in us. Do you understand what I'm saying? To be led right now. Right now is a time where we need to be led. Because there are hurting, hurting, hurting people out there. Okay, I'm stopping here and we're going on to the sermon that I wrote. No, we're not. We're going to get a couple of those scriptures. Then we're going home. I'll go ahead and finish reading this out. I wish we could communicate. I wish God would communicate to me this way all the time so I could hear him that clearly, but he doesn't. In fact, I've only heard God audibly one time in my entire life, and that and the Catherine, at a Catherine Kuhlman meeting that I earlier, re, related earlier. He called my name three times and then he said to me about my ministry. Other than that other time, the Lord has always communicated to me inside of my spirit. It was just a matter of developing my ability to know when it was him and when it wasn't. Well, one way to develop that ability, because this happened to him as a young Christian, one way to, de to develop that or know it is John 10.10. 10. 
kill, steal, and destroy life and life more abundantly. Pretty simple. Kill, steal, and destroy life and life more abundantly. The fourth and less common way that the Holy Spirit communicates is by vision. For example, the Lord sometimes communicates to me through what I call teaching visions. I relate to that. I understand that. These types of visions assist me at times in understanding the Word of God. You know, once you really um, begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit or the gifts that God has given you, He will show you things like he showed us that day, he wrote it down, but he actually showed it to both of us also about that woman. He'll, he'll show you things. And so you just have to wait on the Lord to see exactly where he's going with it and, and what's, you know, how, to, how to use that. One thing that God told me is don't blab out everything you know. There's a time and a place when people are able to receive this and there are things that are for you and you alone and not for everybody in the world. Amen? You don't, you don't cast your, you're not swine, but you don't cast your pearl before swine and none of you are, but a lot of people just blab out things out there that the person, you know, if they're not ready, if a person's not ready to receive the Lord or hear the things about God, you talking to them is going to make it much worse. And that many times you'll start to say something and the spirit will just, you'll get that orange light, like, shut up. How many have ever had the Holy Ghost tell you, or the Lord just say, shut up? Many. <laughs> These types of visions assist us at times in understanding the Word of God. I usually only receive these teaching visions when I am praying in tongues, while meditating on the Word, or when a strong anointing comes on me and I'm testifying or preaching. When the vision occurs, they explode across my mind with lightning speed. So whether the inner witness, revelation, audible voice, or vision, the Holy Spirit always communicates through the same channel, the supernatural doorway into another world. Into another world, Our part is to open that channel by praying in the Holy Ghost that, that we can begin to learn how to discern the voice of God. My, when I taught or, or taught that young man that time that came and spoke about the secret place, and you know, he, he couldn't go there. He couldn't understand why can't I Go there because it's only you and God that can go there. You can't take anybody with you. A lot of people feel safe around other people. Well, you need to be starting to feel safe around you and God. It's time, church, in your, in, in your hours or a good part of the time that you spend, it's time to pull yourself away from people and plop yourself down with just you and God. I'm telling you, you don't need the news to tell you what's going to happen. The news is right here. It's, it's right, here, right here. How many got to see the blood moon tape that Pastor showed that night? Can you raise your hands high? So a lot of you really, would, how many of you liked it? Did, did it teach you anything? 
Would it be worth seeing again? Okay. Because I think you really need to look at, look at what's going on and what's happening. No, we're not shutting off yet. Thank you, Lord. There's a couple scriptures here that out of the sermon I have that he wants you to get today. So just move around your chair for a second and park yourself a little harder on there and whatever. Oh, pastor has a nugget even on here. Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. Albert Einstein. Try not to become a man of success, because I know some of you like to write this down, but rather try to become a man of value. I'm going to give you a heads up here. Get to bed early on Saturday or take a nap so you'll be wide awake so you can hear what the Spirit has to say on Sunday. Hallelujah. And don't come in thinking that you know more than the pastor, because you don't. We're all kind of equal here. If, if God wants you to go pastor, then he'll tell you to go open up, open up a church. Ephesians 4.18. I'm not saying you don't know more than me, but, you know, a lot of people come in, oh, I don't want to hear that again. You know, I'll tell you, when we were at Rainbow there for a while, I had that attitude. I thought, why can't he teach anything besides Mark 11? Hmm. Boy, did I get corrected. Not only did I get corrected, I ended up getting hives for having such a crummy attitude. Remember that, dear? Yeah, you remember it. How could you forget? It was your first time going to the nursing home. Can you grab that? <laughs> Ephesians 4.18. The moral... Oh, having, the, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. My people are perishing for a lack of knowledge. Matthew twenty two twenty nine. I don't want to perish for lack of knowledge. And right now is the Holy Spirit's hour. And so there will be much teaching on the Holy Spirit. He wants to teach you. And so listen up. You, 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 can't, you can't take the low road on this. You've got to take the high road on this, okay? Matthew twenty-two twenty-nine. 29. And Jesus answered and said to them, You do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. That's heavy, isn't it? You err. You are wrong, he said, because you know neither the scriptures nor God's power. Those two things that I spoke on today. I wasn't planning on scripture on that. The scriptures or the power of God. You err because you do not know the word or the power. You might be so full of the word, but you're not full of the power. I'm talking to the audience that will be hearing this over, over the internet. Okay. 
Matthew 119.93 or Psalms 119.93. Put your offering out. We're going to receive today's tithes and offerings in a minute. If you're not a tither, <laughs> if you're not a tither, Jesus said there will be meat in my house. If you're not a tither, you're not going to understand the word. You're only going to get bits and pieces. That's heavy, isn't it? 119.93. I don't need to tithe. That's Old Testament. No, it's running right through the New Testament. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them... Thou has quickened me. One nineteen ninety three. I will never forget your precepts. How can I? For it is by them you have quickened me and granted me life. Job twenty two twenty eight. I don't know, Laurel, when you're up here teaching on the Holy Ghost and you're sitting here crying all, crying through the whole thing, are you learning new things? He is my best friend. Pardon? Job 22:28. That's it. Thou shalt also decree a thing. Listen up. This is your scripture for the week. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. This is, this is your scripture for this week. You shall also decree, decide, decide, take the word, Decide what you're going to decree and decree a thing and it shall be established for you and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Hallelujah. That's for you this week. Arise, shine, for your light has come. So decree it. Let it shine. Ushers, if you'll come forward, we're going to receive this morning tithes and offerings. If you can put this sermon in that bag, if you would. This green thing, Laurel, I'm giving this to you. Goes out on the in the foyer. It's the picture of the, the missions. Does anybody know what this week? Yes, I have the calendar right in front of me. Hallelujah. Pardon? Nope, I think it's next week's the ad. Well, you can put your ad fund in this today's. That's perfect. We're getting ready to um, get a hold. We're getting a company, and we are going to be sending flyers around to 
different neighborhoods. So I want you to begin praying over that. Father, I thank you for the privilege that we have this day to give of our tithes and offerings. And for this ad fund, Father, I know 